Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got him, Ballara. I just had dinner with the Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, shawty, cause that is what you gon' do. Sabiato, New Balance, some style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. Farms at the farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try to see you out. I used to be with Nas, beating Murray City up. Why should you talk to one respect about it? Picked up, and Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young, they're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast, too soon. Been living life, no feelings, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'ma hop in this point and knock a fool. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. As always, I'm joined by Brian Murphy from Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on, Brian? What's up? Ready uh, to talk about the schedule and Atlanta will feature in that. So I'm excited about that. Wow. Yeah, we got nervous that we'd have to head to the UK and miss yes. out on the chance to see Brian in person. But as always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Give them a follow and check out all their podcasts. And on this special episode of the 2021 Schedule Reaction Pod, we have a special guest. His name's just Pete down there, but he's more than just Pete. He is Pete Haley for NBC Sports Washington, one and only. What's going on, Pete? Yeah, my display name sucks compared to you guys with Twitter <laughs> handles and all perfectly capitalized. I feel like such a schlub, but thank you for having me yeah. on. And like we were talking before the show, since I last saw you guys, you guys really glowed up. You're on the Believe Network. Make sure you follow them and follow all their podcasts. And congrats to this one for getting some sweet looks and some sweet uh, attention. Congrats. Yeah, that's coming thank from the guy you. who has a verified check now. So, yeah, Pete, <laughs> and he's like deal. famous on TikTok. I mean, how's that going, Pete? famous um yeah it's tiktok's really fun um half the stuff that goes well on there is just me recording stupid highlights off my tv but they seem to like some of my gambling skits so it's been a fun (laughs) little side hustle that will eventually probably flame out and end in nothing tangible but for now i care about it a lot so it's nice of you to mention it i do i hear the the, uh, streets (laughs) talking they're calling you the addison ray the sports world for tiktok so I'll take it. I'm sure you'll be making tons of money and be at like the the sidelines of the NBA All-Star game and stuff like that coming up. But as I said, this is our reaction to the schedule that just came out. Uh, We were just talking about how we listened to your podcast and everyone's like complaining. Why is there like this big spectacular show when we know it's going to get leaked anyways? It's just part of the sports industry. If you don't know that by now, like you need to catch up. It happens. It happens everywhere. There's leaks and we've had less leaks in Washington. That's something that we've kind of appreciated lately, but First off, Pete, like, how excited are you that we are expecting to be back to full capacity and fans being at the stadium? Yeah, the no fans was cool for a few games. And like being there at the playoff game, it just felt like kind of a special event that only a few people had access to. But when push comes to shove, you want as many people there. You want to hear the crowd noise. You want to hear what it's like when Chase Young makes a third down stop and sacks a quarterback. So it's going to be great. It's going to be cool to see fans both on the road and at home. 
and it's only good news. And I'm just, you know, having the schedule makes it just feel a little bit more real. And we're getting there. The football offseason starts off slow, but post-draft, I feel like it flies by. And we'll be in September before you know it. Yeah, hopefully we're at training camp, too. That's probably, like, one of my favorite things, too, is just being in person at training camp in Richmond, crossing my fingers, uh, being so close to it. I know. I hope it is. Uh, but one thing that I always look forward to every season is seeing Pete heckle the fans out in the parking lots before the games. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out his Twitter, his pin tweet, uh, talking to the Cowboy fans. Is there a certain fan base that you just enjoy messing with more than other fan bases? Uh, the Bills and Eagles fans are scary, so I don't like messing with them too yeah. much. But the Bills <laughs> fans were pretty friendly when we went up there in 2019. I think it's got to be the Cowboys fans. Like, you know, they're a very popular fan base to target because they're bandwagoners and like that pinch tweet shows. None of them are all too smart or knowledgeable about their <laughs> roster as they like to pretend to be. So, um, but it's cool. It's cool to do that with all this stuff all the fans. Um, but that Cowboys one was funny because after each interview, they're like, oh, I got to text my family. When am I going to see this on TV? Where can I find on the internet? And <laughs> oh, I was like, see it. <laughs> I don't know if you want to see it. Like, <laughs> like you're, yeah. this is not what you think it is. I never told them that I was clowning them. And I'm sure whoever did track it down was like, oh, this a-hole from NBC made me look like a real jerk on TV. But you got to know your team. You can't just let a reporter completely trick you into coming up with fake names that you then talk oh. about as if they're real. The the biggest thing for me for a Cowboys fan last year, I was talking to a guy. I'm not going to mention. I, I don't think you would ever hear this, but he was like, yeah, C.D. Lamb, they stole him in the seventh round. I was like, uh, uh, are we talking about the same guy? I was like, what in the world? A fantasy team? Yeah. That would have been yeah. a, a true steal if they got C.D. Lamb in the seventh yeah. round. So, yeah. yeah, that dude maybe will be in my sequel when we uh, welcome <laughs> the Cowboys late in December. Now I have to ask you if you had to compare yourself to like an old school wrestler. To me, you, you have like a Roddy Roddy Piper like vibe, you know, being the heckler and the fans. Is there a certain wrestler that you try to like channel when you're like talking to these fans and stuff like that? Or are you just going out there? I really wish I could be cool and do wrestling bits with you. The only wrestlers I really know, I watched a tiny bit when I was like eight oh, no. is Rey Mysterio and Rashiki. Uh, those are the only two <laughs> names that stick out to me. So I can't no, comment no on Rowdy, Roddy coming. Piper, but that sounds cool. But I know Rashiki oh, had like man. a huge butt and like farted <laughs> on people. And that made me laugh as a young kid. <laughs> I That's like all I really watched growing up, sadly. Uh, so definitely not ashamed of that. Now I have to tell you, with, with this schedule, it starts out strong. First game of the season against the Chargers. Offensive Rookie of the Year versus the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Do you think they did that on purpose? Sure. I mean, I think it's an underrated sneaky game. And I think Michael Phillips tweeted that it's drawing the third most amount of bets from Vegas so far at the oh. week one games, just showing you that like people are intrigued by it. And the Chargers are yeah. kind of like, you know, that team. I mean, they had the same records watching last year, but I think they're better. And they are always that team who puts up really good stats, but their record never really matches it. So we'll see if that new coaching staff can do it. But Herbert versus Young is going to be cool. And Chase Young versus Rashawn Slater, their new tackle, is going to be really cool, too. But uh, oh, yeah. Chargers are definitely a sexy first opponent. And uh, I'm sure there was some reasoning by the league office to say, look, this may not have all the cachet of a lot of matches, but I could see it being one of the more entertaining contests when it's all said and done. Did you guys see the yeah. weird Pop-Tarts thing the Chargers no. were doing? It was that really was strange. Still don't I, get it. <laughs> I, I realized some – younger smarter person in my company told me apparently the chargers before that account was real you know the actual chargers the person who owned it tweeted like i'm ready to go get a pop tart 
So then the Chargers, like when they took it over and ended up having like the Chargers logo, but saying I'm uh, ready to go get a Pop-Tart. So it's become like a famous meme thing that uh, people okay. refer to. So okay. it, I was equally as befuddled, but that is the answer is that it's an old ass tweet that people like to bring up because it's funny to see the Chargers account say, I'm ready to go get a Pop-Tart. Interesting. Okay, nice. Yeah. And interesting yeah, enough to talk about you. bets, Washington actually opens as a one and a point, a one and a half point favorite. Does that surprise you at all? No, I mean, I think I could see that game being a field goal. I feel like the Chargers have never played a game that's more than a field goal difference, and it usually ends with them missing a field goal in a heartbreaking fashion. So I would like Washington, though. I think they might have more of a home field advantage than they did in the past when fans were crowding those stands from other teams. Uh, and we saw Ron Rivera win in week one last year at home, too. So I think there's a little bit of a track record there, and I think this team just strikes me as a lot more prepared and a lot more mature and a lot more ready for – big games such as the season opener than they were under previous coaching staff. So I'm taking the burgundy and gold here. So I just kind of looking at their home schedule. I mean, there's some really good teams coming in, some really good quarterbacks. Do you think there will be a home field advantage like we haven't seen recently kind of with some more excitement around the team, or is it going to kind of be 50, 50 apathetic? What are you thinking? yeah, it, I don't want to get too bold and proclaim that it's just going to be good as new again because of one seven and nine season where they won the division title. But I mean, think of all the fans who haven't seen Young or Gibson or uh, you know Cam Curl in person. I think there's a lot of young guys to get around and enjoy. And I also think just COVID being uh, the story of last year, so many people just kind of miss the idea of being at a football game. So I think there'll be an oh, initial yeah. surge where it's like, hey, you know, this is actually what a home stadium feels like. And then the rest of the way, it will depend on how they perform. And if, you know, they can start off four and two, then I think, you know, hey, FedEx Field might actually become somewhat of a scary place to play. I'm not going to compare it to Arrowhead or, or Green Bay or Pittsburgh yet, but um, hopefully the days of just, you know, Lions fans taking it over are over because those were miserable afternoons in like 2019 post screwed and getting fired. Yeah, just the feeling on Twitter, like I'm sure you see it like, the season ticket sales are going up. I mean, people posting. I mean, I got the first two games of the season. I got tickets right away. As soon as it dropped, I was like, first game, I'm obviously going to be there. So the Chargers, like, that's an exciting game. Um, and then Thursday night for this, the for week two, we didn't have any primetime games last year. Now we got three right off the bat. Like, we're like, hey, like, we're finally getting some respect. We're exciting to watch with this defense. Do you really get that vibe that fans are excited again to see this team? You know, not just because our defense is so good, but the whole culture change with what Ron Rivera is building, these young guys and these draft picks coming in. Like, do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely feel it. And, you know, the the Sunday to Thursday turnaround is intriguing because, like, they could be, you know, 0-2, sure, but they could also be 2-0 and before, you know, the schedule even feels like it's begun. And then that's just going to help pick up this momentum even more. But I definitely feel like there's just some rejuvenated people you know, I'm sure they're annoyed about the name, and I'm sure they aren't all thrilled about Fitzpatrick, for example, but having this defense, having a head coach that seems so reasonable and intelligent and just competent, I think is generating more hope for the future. And yeah, I mean, winning a division title is a great feeling. And now they've had a really damn good offseason where they brought in even more quality players, and there's just talent all over the place. And they're not going to be, you know, a, a two seed, I don't think, but I think they're going to be a playoff contender again. And that's why you're seeing social media kind of a little more buzzy than it has been in the past. How, how weird is it with that, that Giants game being the second week of the season and then they don't play another division game for, what, three months and then finish yeah. out the year on that? How is that? I mean, have we seen something like that before? I think 
the last time in this organization's history was in the seventies and they played six straight, but like that's the seventies. It's not the full NFL. Your schedule was smaller. So there's, you know, less games to go around for other teams. It is bizarre. I kind of, the thing I kind of thought about today is it reminds me a little bit of a conference tournament in basketball where like, you know, you play your regular season games. Yeah. You go around, you, you build your resume up against teams that you aren't familiar with. And then come December, you hone in, you play your rivals and then whoever emerges out of that gets to go to the real big dance, which is the playoffs. So um, as long as Washington is, you know, head above water and fairly healthy, you're going to have a chance just like anybody else who's that way in the NFC East when it's uh, after that Vegas game when there's five straight Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, New York. So um, I think it's a little bit much to have five in a row, but it's definitely going to make it really dramatic. And who knows, maybe it'll be kind of the new way where like this final month is just all the divisions going at it because that's how you get the – the real uh, serious tension and cool finishing and close battles that the NFL loves. Yeah, I think the NFL just saw what happened last year with the Washington-Philadelphia game and the Eagles um, and then, like the Giants players tweeting everything. They're like, we enjoyed that chaos. We just want like a whole back end of that and just watch the whole NFC East just erupt at the end and just see who comes out on top. Now, we do see, you know, the Cowboys get Dak Prescott back. Do you think that Washington is early favorites as the NFC's champion? Like, or is it kind of just like roll of the dice, whoever's the healthiest at the end of the season is going to win it? I think I'll give them like 55-45 when it's just Washington and Dallas. I think the Giants kind of strike me as a little bit of a sneaky team, but it all comes down to Dan and Jones, of course. But they've done a good job of adding pieces around him to hopefully give him a chance to uh, become sort of a – legit quarterback but uh between washington and dallas i give washington just a slight edge because while dallas's offense is going to be really good i think washington's defense is going to be even better giving them kind of the best just individual unit in the division and i think washington's offense is going to really take you know four or five steps up i know fitzpatrick isn't the best but in terms of what they've had he's going to feel like the best it's going to be so different watching wing the ball downfield they have so many more receivers, so many more options to throw to. You have a coaching staff that is all returning. These guys are going to be used to the system. And, uh, yeah, so Washington, you know, the NFC says not had a repeat champion since 2004, but I like Washington's chances of doing that and breaking that really bizarre streak. Now, we do have an improved team. It's completely different. I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm really saying, like, what's the one team where we can really, you know, bookmark to see how good of a team we are? So if you just look at the schedule, you're like, all right, it depends on like how we play against this team. That's how I know what kind of team we have. Like to me, I'm looking at the Chiefs, um, and then also Tampa Bay. Like we saw how they played against them in the playoffs last season, and we are a different team with a different quarterback. You know, possibly I'm not gonna <laughs> get the Taylor Heineke fans going, but it could possibly be a, a different team than against Tampa Bay. So like, what team are you looking at? Saying like, if Washington shows up in that game, that's when we really find out what kind of team we have. Hey, uh, Brian, Josh is really going out on a limb saying the two Super Bowl teams from last year are going to be yeah. contested for Washington, huh? Crazy concept. That's, that's, that's what you want to be. Look, I get to bust ass on this podcast because I get destroyed on my own podcast, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Fair I'm enough. trying to feel this out. Um, those two picks, of course, are great. I think the Buffalo game in week three is going to be a really early test. I mean, like we said, they could be 2-0. They could be 0-2. They could also be 1-1. Great job, Pete, for this really valuable insight. But um, – <laughs> You know, the, the opener gets the Chargers, sure, that's a good team. New York, we're still trying to figure out, but the Bills, you know who they are. You're going to their stadium. You're playing a top-five quarterback who's mobile, and that gave this defense trouble last year, and it's probably going to be a pretty decent defense too. And that's Sean McDermott. That's Ron Rivera's old defensive coordinator, so there'll be some familiarity there. So 
Um, that's going to be, I think, that first barometer to see where are they after that game and how do they fare against one of the AFC's best. So, yes, the Super Bowl teams, week six and week nine, of course. Um, but week three against Buffalo, don't ignore that either as a really good um, test for Rivera's squad. Speaking of uh, Fitzpatrick and, and the Buffalo, where he played, used to play, um, how played many anywhere. more? Yeah, everywhere. I was actually looking <laughs> at that. I think there's only two teams where he previously played on the schedule, which is surprising. Yeah. Tampa Bay and Buffalo, is that right? I'm just looking at it yeah. real quick. I was ready to write a blog about it. I was like, oh, I'm sure there's five yeah. teams to play for. And then I looked at it, I was like, Yes, there's only two. That just kills the story. It's I know. weird. That's hard for them to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, so Ryan Fitzpatrick, how many more wins can he add? Can he take away from what this team is? And I know that there are so many variables in that, but right. but what does he do for this team? I think he. Again, it's not necessarily that he's one of the best. It's just in this vacuum of Washington, he's going to be. I think really good compared to what they've had. I mean, I think this fan base is conditioned to games having to be perfect. The defense has to be lights out. The offense has to convert on every third down. They can't turn the ball over at all. And they have to go on 14 play drives that end on like a fourth down touchdown. And if it doesn't go that way, it's Washington losing by 10 or any shootout that happens, they get destroyed. I think Fitzpatrick can win them shootouts. So I think he gives them the ceiling of two or three more wins. Now this, has to be Miami Fitzpatrick and not Fitzpatrick from all the other stops where he's kind of been you know, kicked out because of all these interceptions. And Miami is more just because of Tua and some of these advanced stats show that he's actually pretty quality based on what he did there. So um, yeah, I just, there's going to be downfield passing. There's going to be aggressiveness. He can win you some games instead of just hold on to it and not lose it. Now, again, it's going to drive you crazy a couple Sundays, but I think there's going to be more Sundays where people are like, I'm glad we have that guy compared to I wish Taylor or Alex were leading this offense instead. Yeah, n- not nearly as many checkdowns we've seen in the past. Like, I, I hate to say that, but it seems like that's what our offense was, like second and long, third and long. Like, we knew exactly what was coming. Um, then you do get Curtis Samuel and you get Brown, who love going deep. I feel like that's just even better for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I think you can add – I'm not going to, you know, give predictions on the season, but I think being aggressive and making big plays like that, you can add two wins – on the schedule, I'm not going to be too confident. Say we're going like we're only going to lose like three games this season, but and having such a good defense, you have that room for error to like up oh, through an interception. Like, but we can we can get a stop. Like this defense yeah. is that good. Were you one of the guys that kind of said we need to trade some defensive players away to get uh, a, a player like Aaron Rodgers or something like that? Are you like no, keep this defense how it is because it does help out your offense that much? I love that they have a strength upon a strength on the D line, but. I still would rather trade away Deron Payne, Montez Sweat for a quarterback. I don't think they're going to do it, and it's fun to talk about, and it's kept me employed all offseason writing a hundred different stories about that, and uh, people seem to really enjoy reading about it. But, um, look, if you have to play 2021 with Fitzpatrick's quarterback and a hell of a defense on the other side of the ball, I'm not going to complain, and I think Rivera and Jack Derrier are going to be plenty happy to do that. So if I was GM, I'd be floating those D linemen up there. Uh, maybe Cam Curl too, but again, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. You have a young, loaded defense. Boo-hoo. I think they're going to be completely okay with how that pans out. Yeah, defense wins championships, so I, 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 I agree with both sides. Yeah, yeah I'm going to put that like behind me. But, so you but took, so does a really good quarterback. But anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, but so does Pat Mahomes <laughs> and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Correct. <laughs> 
Um, but looking at the schedule, you talked about Buffalo. For me, I feel like that's going to be a really good bookmark for the defense, especially with Josh Allen. It seems like that's been like our our biggest is you know stopping these running quarterbacks, whether it's Daniel Jones tripping over himself or Russell Wilson, those kind of quarterbacks. I feel like that's going to be a really good bookmark for us. So I have to ask you, how much alcohol is it going to take for us to see you go through a table in Buffalo? <laughs> I like how it was like a setup for a hardcore football question, running quarterbacks, <laughs> no. and then it just Turned veered left. right. And I was like, hey, how much are you going to drink? Um, <laughs> because I work during games, I can't drink. Yeah, haha. After, um, after the game, how much? Afterward, we'll see. It's going to be in September, so it should be a little warmer. My body should travel faster through that hot air, so it hopefully won't sting as much. I mean, if they win, they're two and one, three and zero. Oh, get a couple beers in me, I'll, I'll be chucked through a table. It seems kind of cool. That's to be a softer table. I don't want to break my spine. But if you can somehow give me like a you know a paper table, a, a table that like people play checkers or do their puzzles on, I'll go right through that thing. Emerge on the other side with some painful ribs, but one hell of a memory. A chess table. So if we go three and zero, oh, you'll go through a table. Can I get that commitment? Yeah, sure. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, three sure and be... Like, what's yeah, the last time I... we started three and zero? Oh? Good point. Yeah, cut this and tweet this in mid-September when it happens, and Uh, I'll be like, damn it, those guys screwed me over, but I said it. I said what I said. It'll be perfect because you'll be heading to Atlanta down this way after that, so it'll be perfect. I'll I'll help you with it when you're down here in uh, the A, so... Yeah, Sorry that's, that's that. a good point. I'll be there too, so we'll set the table up in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, you guys can, you know, <laughs> give me some ice packs and give me another beer afterward as kind of a cool down beer. We yeah. can talk yeah. about it. We can do beer. an instant instant believe podcast review yeah. of the table and how it went. So, Brian, I like where your head's at. Yeah, you guys can come over. You, uh, Mitch, and JP, Josh, come over. We'll just do all our podcasts from my house that that's <laughs> Sunday night or whatever. Look, so. Turn it into a podcast studio. Yeah, yeah perfect. Got the cigar ready, okay? <laughs> Well, oh yes in all seriousness i was thinking about this i mean i've lived in atlanta since i was about 10 and um i don't think i've seen washington beat them since like oh three maybe i think it's like a really weird long losing streak to the falcons yeah i'm scanning my memory banks i know the robert alford pick six yeah i you was know, there uh, washington played there when they were bad with kirk late in one year and they, they lost i know they got uh, 2012 blitz. happened. They got blitzed by him, I think, the week before Alex Smith's injury in Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. That was a bad one. That was like Haha Clinton Dix's debut, and it was like, oh, this guy might actually be kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, 2012, <laughs> they, that's when RG3 got hurt. And yeah, it's, it's, and it had that like 80 yarder touchdown, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, that's right. Falcons kind of weirdly own Washington. Yeah. And it's tough being down here, you know, like just knowing that. I mean, they don't play often, but it really, they have their number for that reasons. Hopefully that changes this year. Yeah, I will no, say that'll be a cool game. That'll stadiums, be another high scoring game. Go ahead. Sorry. Out of all the stadiums I've been to, you're good. That's probably my favorite. And I obviously haven't been to LA yet really um, nice. to see those stadiums. But you see like the Mercedes on the wall. You see like the, the wall of helmets from like all the high school teams. You've got like the Migo section. There is Chick-fil-A. I know, Pete, you're heartbroken. It will be Sunday. <laughs> they're running that. out of sauce anyway, so they're probably going to be done by the time we get there. Uh, but I was um, actually there for an Alabama game, and it was open, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm with you. That stadium is glorious. Dallas gets all the attention. That stadium is just as cool. You know, It may not be as big or as record-breaking or have his team as famous as the Cowboys in it, but it is the- jaw-dropping, gorgeous, glossy, modern, and I love it to death so we've become pretty big atlanta united fans just going there 
they pump something in there that you like have like one beer it turns into like 10 and you're like <laughs> barely able to get, it's it's on i swear uh uncle arthur's cranking something in the the vents there nothing and it's wrong still like that. two bucks yeah. for the beer so it yeah matter. it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so cheap that's what it surprised me i saw it i was like all right there's no way the concessions are actually that cheap but like literally like a beer is like three yeah, bucks it's, like it's awesome so like that alone i encourage everyone to travel if you're going to an away game the cool big giant glass bird outside's pretty sick too um i just talk about like these cities and how like how much it bleeds into the stadiums like i was at the draft for cleveland and like downtown cleveland you have like the water behind it just such a cool like scene and then you have fedex was like oh let's get off the interstate right here right. <laughs> this is like dude hey we're there such a strong point it opens your eyes i mean even like uh, i shouldn't say that because it might get me in trouble i'll just agree with you like washington <laughs> stadium being on a, just a parking lot and all these other stadiums having other stadiums around them or like landmarks it really makes you wonder what could washington do if they got into a new spot and you know, how can FedEx be so outdated, even though it's only 20 or so years old? But yeah. no, so you agree, stadium. it needs to go back to DC, right? Yeah, of course. All right, be sweet. Yeah, just put it right Easy behind the White House, too. of course. Yeah, <laughs> two put important it, places, put it out of the field <laughs> in the green. That'd be perfect. Yeah, uh, I had to ask you is there any stadium that you haven't been to that you're going to this year? Um, let me pull Obviously up the sked real quick. Nobody's yeah, been Vegas to Vegas, be yeah. Are you going to the, the nightclub? Do y'all get like all access? It's like four grand to get in. Um, I'm sure we don't, but maybe we will. <laughs> maybe somebody will surprise me. Um, it's like four grand to not watch quick. the game. How is that even a thing? Yeah. So um, I've been to New York, obviously. been to Buffalo, been to Atlanta. I've been to Green Bay. Haven't been to Denver. That would be sweet. I've uh, been to Carolina. Haven't been to Vegas. And then the rest of the division. So Denver and Atlanta will be new. I mean, Denver and... Uh, what did I say? Vegas. Vegas, of course. Yeah. We'll you've, be been to, so, uh, you've been to Seattle? Um, assuming. No, Seattle, no. I only started Oh, wait, traveling. no, it's at home. Never mind. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and I, yeah, but I've only started traveling like halfway through 2018 and then all of 19, and we didn't have it last year. So I've been to a good amount of stadiums with preseason nice. and regular season, but I haven't been to some of the big ones like Seattle, San Fran, Arizona. So probably have like 10 more. So I'm, I'm experienced, but by no means an expert in NFL stadiums. You've got some Expedia miles. That's what counts. Yeah. Oh, so many hotel points too. It makes me feel really cool to like use those on my personal vacations. Yeah, yeah, that, that is awesome. Um, so I was thinking you you mentioned Denver, uh, Green Bay's on the schedule. So is Vegas. Where is Aaron Rodgers going to play, and how could that potentially shake up this this schedule? Could we play him um, twice for two teams in one season? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> at Green Bay, at Denver. <laughs> Well, I, so sucky. The, the reason I the reason I asked that is like you know you got Kansas City Green Bay back to back, but then there's Denver Tampa Bay back to back. There's a chance that you play either Mahomes Rogers or Rogers Brady in back to back weeks. I mean, just throwing yeah. Denver in there. Yeah, I mean, how's it shake it up? Based on who he's rumored to go to, he's going to stay in Green Bay or go to Denver. So it probably doesn't shake it up really at all. You just get him a week later. So um, it is funny. Sure. Um, I mean, it just. The quarterbacks on the schedule are absurd. I'm sure you guys have talked about it and tweeted yeah. about it. It's not, you know, a, a huge gleaming piece of information, but four different MVPs, eight MVP awards combined between them. The top five touchdown throwers from last year are all on the schedule. Yeah, Allen and Wilson are probably your like fourth and fifth best opposing quarterbacks. And compared to the dreck that Washington faced in 2020, it's gonna be a 
big time wake up call. So, you know, this isn't just Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and then Sudfeld, Dalton, Danucci, and Daniel Jones. This is a bunch of legitimate Hall of Famers that they're going to be going up against. And there's not really a stretch either where it's like a long rest between this goat and that goat. There's just, it's like a petting zoo out there. There's just goats everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna get that yeah. tattoo. That was really on good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, <laughs> Definitely gonna save that one. So last year I picked us to upset the Steelers. That was like my upset because I knew they were phonies. Um, no shade drum, but we did win. So if you had to pick one upset to watch this season, who are you picking? Um I'll say the Seahawks. It's a double upset because it's on Monday night, and that's been a house of horrors Oof. for Washington, and it's the Seahawks who have owned Washington. But I don't know. I just kind of think the Russell Wilson kind of dynasty here is going to start fading away. They've been so good for so long, but you heard all the offseason drama between him and Carroll. I guess it's been smoothed over, but you know, all it takes is a bad month or some more play-calling disagreements for that to flame up again. So give me them beating Seattle on Monday night with a bunch of young players getting amped up, playing on the biggest stage. Russell Wilson kind of teetering. You know, he's not necessarily going to be falling apart. I just think the team around him won't be as good. That's my upset pick right here in May. I'm calling already November 29th in W. Yeah. So bet your phone bills on that one. Go ahead over to uh, FanDuel <laughs> Sportsbook. Now, you are headed to Vegas. Are you all allowed to do any kind of gambling? Like, is it under the table? Should I hit pause real quick? Or like, Why, why are you winking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was twitching because I'm so excited. I don't think, I don't think it's a, like our work as long as we show up on Sunday and we bust our ass and do a good job, which we always do. Yeah. I mean, they like we play golf in places. We go out to bars. It's okay. We're adults. We're allowed to do what we want. So sure. When we get to Vegas, there'll be some gambling going on. I mean, we went to Cleveland and went to a casino during the preseason a couple of years ago. It's, it's fine. Um, it'll be all very reasoned and we'll be in bed by 10 o'clock. And we'll play five dollar minimum. <laughs> 10 <a. m>. <laughs> and yeah, we'll have, you know, a couple beers and we'll all be okay. We'll walk home and be fine. So um I'm excited for Vegas. It's gonna be really nice and lovely to visit that uh part of the world. Yeah, I saw the tickets. I'm not gonna be there, so y'all have a good time because I'm not dropping two grand to like sit in the nosebleed seats. Um, but we okay. did talk about how the NFC East ends with this just it's it feels like a play in tournament, like how oh, the right. NBA is doing. Like, yeah. yeah, if you if you get in, do you think that it kind of takes away from like you know, if you if you win some games early in the season and you do get hurt, you do get banged up, you're like, all right, I have this advantage. Like, does it mean you, like, even more important to stay healthy? Or are you kind of glad that we just have them all at the end because we've, you know, got all the wrinkles out, got all the rust off, like we're just ready to head to the playoffs? It might have just sparked a blog idea for me because Rivera always says his teams play best in December, and what better oh, yeah. December to play your best than this one? So, yeah, stack them up. Sure. It, yeah, I mean, that. like I said earlier, the drama is going to be really great. Maybe it takes a little bit of the steam out because it's like, you know, just we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, then boom, it's all of that instead of, oh, we're playing Dallas, and then three weeks later we have New York, and then five weeks later we have the Eagles, and it's kind of just these tilts all throughout. Um, so, of course, health's going to be important. Um, and maybe, you know, being eight and three or whatever the number is before those games doesn't matter as much as normal because you're going to have all those division ones and someone can catch up to you. But in the end, I think it's going to be cooler more than, you know, disadvantageous or annoying because it's going to be just good old NFC's football when the weather's cold um, battle of attrition and the last one standing gets in and maybe there'll be a wild card to follow them in as well. 
do you think that Ryan Fitzpatrick starts the majority of division games? So the that week two against uh, New York, but then those five at the end of the year, is he the starter for most of those? Very good hypothetical that you just posed um, here on the Burgundy Network podcast. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at Burgundy yes. Berg Network Pod. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> he does his research. Yeah, <laughs> I have to look it up. I, I think he will start the majority. I'm higher on him than most. I think plenty of them, plenty of people out there are lukewarm about Fitzpatrick, and then there are doubters who are upset that there's no long-term answer. But again, just bring what you did to Miami, drive it up the East Coast. You can turn it over a couple times. That's fine. You'll trade it off with some touchdowns. But if he brings 25 touchdowns, 12 picks, that's such an improvement. And with these skilled players, I think he's going to just have a little bit of an easier job. I don't think he's had a supporting cast like this. I don't think he's had a defense like this. So, yeah, I don't envision there being a Fitzpatrick extended benching. There might be, you know, say against the Chiefs. They get behind and he throws three picks and then Ron puts Heineke in just his little last gasp. I think Fitzpatrick will come back for Green Bay. So, yes, I know Ron loves those two Carolina backups, but I just think Fitzpatrick is so much more explosive and will be smart and do better than a lot of people are expecting. And therefore, he will start the majority of those games. I like now, I have a trick. I have a tricky question for you. If you had to compare Fitzpatrick to a prior quarterback for Washington, who would you say he plays most like? I thought you were going to ask me to do another wrestler comparison, so I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> if Ryan or Fitzpatrick was say... a fruit, which one would <laughs> yeah. he be? Previous quarterbacks. I mean, there's been 19,000, so you think I'd be able to choose one? Um, <laughs> no pressure. I like the obvious one is Rex because it's just the turnover gunslinger nature. Yeah. But maybe he's just a little bit more, uh, I mean, Kirk's not fair because Kirk was sometimes gun shy. So I'll say just a better, a better Rex Grossman. They call him sexy Rexy. This is like a legitimate yeah, sexy a Rex Grossman. Yeah. He's, he's going to be better than that. He'll piss you off, but he will be better than that. So Rex is my choice. Maybe if I had a little more time, I could think of a better one, but I don't want to slow down this very engaging conversation. So I'll just go with the obvious choice, Mr. Grossman. Now, I will have to give some props to the Cowboys. Did their little video with Post Malone. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. But one thing I was wondering, I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to see them on Thanksgiving. How much money do you think Jerry Jones had to pay to not get waxed at home again on Thanksgiving? <laughs> good bit. That's a, that's a really good bit. Um, God, I don't know. But beating Dallas by a combined 47 points last year was such a joy for this whole oh, area. Man. And I think maybe that rivalry can be on the upswing a little. It's not going to go back necessarily to what it was in the 70s and 80s and 90s when you had players just who still hate each other because they're on the other side. But it's been dormant for such a long time. And now, you know, Dallas having their quarterback back, Washington on the upswing, could be a bit of a revival. So uh, I'm sure Jerry ponied up some money to make his team look good on what is maybe the biggest 4 o'clock game in the NFL schedule. Um, but Washington will be there a couple of weekends after for, uh, I think that's the Sunday night game uh, in Dallas. So uh, if oh, yeah. Washington crushes them, they'll still have the chance to do it in front of millions of fans. It'll just be a little bit later of, after Thanksgiving. Are you disappointed in the little run of Thanksgiving games we have? Because like growing up as a kid, that's what I like looked forward to the most yeah. on Thanksgiving Day was the games. And so it's like what, Raiders, Cowboys, Jets, Jags, and I forgot who the other one. Like it's, it's terrible. Like, do you feel like yeah. that's important to have? Yeah, I mean, you always want like a good Steelers-Ravens game that night or a fun 
Oh my cat's just eating disgusting fluff. Just ate a whole thing of fluff uh, and downed it. No problem. Oh. Um, I'm sure cats are good. Um, yeah, it's not the best slate, but um, I just like having it. And I'm sure you know you can find a daily fantasy thing or something to keep your interest. But uh, I'm just glad watching this and playing on Thanksgiving. It's really cool. It's a unique experience, but it's been so often. They've been what three or four of the last yeah. five or six years. Yeah. I thought we'd do it again. Going to Dallas three times. Yeah. So you know. Cool, we'll do it again next year, but this year it'll be cool to just sit back and watch other teams kind of go through that experience while we just chill a little bit. Yeah, I think Bears and Lions is the other one, actually. And it's funny because, yeah. like, what I remember the most about Thanksgiving games is I always have a touchdown bet on Marvin Jones Jr. because, like, the Lions are always <laughs> in it, and Marvin Jones scores, like, historically every single Thanksgiving, and I just always get free money. So <laughs> I'm so over the run. Lions being on Thanksgiving. That is – yeah. yeah something that needs to be changed there are some archaic rules of the nfl that shouldn't be changed it's fine get the lines off thanksgiving make it a rotation like you do so many other parts of the schedule i don't care detroit history screw that they suck i don't want to watch dan campbell when i'm eating my delicious (laughs) Dan Campbell. i I keep forgetting that he's their coach uh so just kind of a couple nfc east questions like are we is washington finally going to beat daniel jones i mean it'll be the first time chase young hopefully faces well, I mean, I hope Dak Prescott stays healthy, but it'd be nice to not play him for whatever reason. But, you know, does Chase Young get a sack on Dak Prescott? What are some storylines maybe you're looking at the NFC East is in terms of Washington? Um, it'll be cool to see, uh, you know, with the Eagles getting Smith and the Giants getting Tony and then the Cowboys having C.D. Lamb from last year. Those are a bunch of young receivers going up against the secondary. I mean, the D-line is going to be hugely important, but Fuller and Jackson, when those guys don't get home up front, they're going to have to do their job. So seeing them against Galladay to New York and, of course, Cooper and, uh, you know, Philly doesn't really have anybody else besides Smith. But just a lot of good matchups on the outside. That's one thing I look to. But, yeah, Daniel Jones versus Washington, that story is odd to me. He stinks against everybody else. He turns yeah. into God against them. I would put <laughs> a lot of money on him not going 2-0 again this year. They, they've got to end that. Um but, hey, he's done it so well up to this point. So those are a couple storylines. Let me think if I have any other brilliant things to say before tossing it back to you. Uh, no, that's it. I don't oh. really have anything else. <laughs> I like I like watching receivers and cornerbacks go up against each other. I'm a simple man. Yeah, to me, it's like William Jackson III, who bodied up Kenny Galladay when they played uh, last season. Seeing them go at it, like, to me, like, especially being the new guy, like, not – He's not a well-known name, but he's probably one of the best press corners in the NFL. So, like, seeing him against the bigger guy like Ganaday, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, looking at other storylines real quick, do you think the players really look towards games like, you know, Carolina being Ron's team? Like, is that still a thing? Or, like, Tampa Bay, like, getting that vengeance? Or, like you said, with the Chargers, the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and the Chirpers still think we should have took Justin Herbert over Chase Young crowd, or like, do you think players really put more into those kind of games? They're just like, hey, look, we're trying to win every game. I don't care who it is. For the most part, I think they just play hard no matter what. But I do think that Tampa, Carolina back-to-back will be some extra motivation. I think these guys love Ron to death. They saw what he went through last year, and he's going to have them just geared up. I mean, all those coaches are from Carolina the freaking social media teams from Carolina, the scouts, the front office, the trainers. I mean, that's going to be like, you know, kind of like a high school week where everybody's just like beat insert state rival here. I think that's going to be like that. And then before that, of course, playing Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay may not care about seeing Washington again, but I think Washington will same stadium handful of months later, 
you kind of went up head to head against them, but it still felt like there was kind of a tier of separation. Um, but I do think, you know, Chase Young's going to be a little bit pissed off. He didn't get a sack in that playoff game. Um, and, you know, Tampa, it might just be another date on the schedule, but for Washington, I think coming off a bye, they're going to spend that whole bye week just getting super focused up. So the rest of the tilts, you know, I don't think necessarily playing, are they, do they like, do they have any cool rematches or, you know, former players going up against teams, for example, like if the Bengals were on the schedule, I don't think they would care necessarily about helping out William Jackson, but Tampa Bay yeah. and Carolina feel like two games that will get some true juice from the roster because of the sort of subtle storylines behind them. Yeah, I feel like that Tampa Bay is like the redemption game, like the one that got away so close with the guy who was literally studying for his test, come in, starting quarterback, and just taking over. I, I was going to say, I could see that as potentially being the upset game. You know, Brady's good for a dud every now and then. I'm not going to say that it, it's dependent on that because I think Washington could be good enough to beat them straight up, but I could see them taking that game. A lot of the reason what you're saying, just, you know, they felt like they hung with them a little bit. I mean, Tampa Bay was obviously better, but, you know, I, I, I kind of circle that one as potentially one of those swing games that could go their way on any given Sunday. Yeah, so no, it's a good pick, and I sort of regret not picking it. Go ahead. <laughs> I got to ask you, are we going 17-0, or what is your unbiased opinion, just straight up if you had to put money? I'd say realistically, if you had to bet the over-under on wins, I think – nine and a half is a good betting number what, what are you saying would you go over a nine and a half or under nine and a half i have them at 10 and there's a part of me when we were doing this for our show like hesitant to you know have them off to a two and oh start and four and two and five and three at the bye but then i stopped and i was like <clears throat> i believe in what this team's constructed i believe samuel jackson all these players are going to make a difference i think Thomas Gibson McKissick will be better. I've already talked about Fitzpatrick. I think this defense is going to be more well-rounded. Jamin Davis, some of these, you know, day two, day three picks will help out. So it kind of was a wake-up call. Like, because we've been so often fooled by expectations here in the past, doesn't mean that we have to continue to fear that going forward. So I have Washington at 10 wins. I know the schedule is very hard. I know there's a lot of quarterbacks out there who could just make my prediction look pretty foolish. But I believe in this defense. I believe in sort of just the overall direction of this franchise. And while, you know, maybe this isn't the year for them to make a second round playoff appearance or, you know, compete for an NFC title, I do think they're going to be quite relevant in December, get to the postseason again and, you know, handle their business a lot of the time. I don't ever see them being out prepared. They might be out beaten. They might be outscored, but I think there's plenty of talent and pretty plenty of maturity on this roster to keep them in just about every game on the schedule. So 10 wins. 2021 i like, I like it. it i'm right there with you so the curse is broken back-to-back nfc east champions you can put your underwear inside <laughs> out you can stop the crazy dances it's gonna break this season you heard your first from pete haley follow yeah, yeah. him on twitter give a shout out for your handle as soon as you get done drinking sorry at pete haley mbcs and on tiktok i just changed my username let me make sure i get oh, it right news. <laughs> yeah i'm trying to uh you know beat addison ray like you said at Pete <laughs> underscore Haley. So Twitter, it's at Pete Haley MBCS. On TikTok, it's at Pete underscore Haley. And I'm going to brag about myself for a second. Posted a video of Jordan Spieth making a putt about four mm. hours ago. It has 42,000 loops on TikTok, and I've gained 15 followers. So bam, let's join go. the train. Oh. Don't miss out. This thing's going to the moon, like all the stupid yes. cryptocurrency everybody talks about. Uh, <laughs> what did you I'm add? In <laughs> Was, did you add anything to the to the 
putt or was it just a video? So just the replay. It's hard. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what makes a difference, but. I added some good EDM, which had a bass drop right as the ball went in the hole. Mm, and then I you know, added like a somewhat decent caption to like, you know, give people a little context. And then, you know, put a couple of hashtags in the caption. So I think those are three ingredients. Hashtags in the caption, in the like, you know, below the TikTok caption. In the TikTok itself, put a little overlay with like a funny little sentence. And then some good music. And that seems to be pretty successful. Also, golf clips really do oddly well so I'm, I'm still finding my footing but uh yeah i just had to celebrate that i opened it up and i had notifications at the wazoo so there's a there's a very weird golf tiktoking community apparently <laughs> yeah. i was not expecting it seems that like it and i'm happy to be a part of it and you know i'm gonna stay there as long as they let me please lead the way i don't have a tiktok but i will tell you right now i will make one just to get you another follower oh, we're gonna beat addison ray charlie whatever her <laughs> name is yeah. and all the dudes out here name, that yeah, she's got Yep, exactly. There's so many weird, like, 16-year-olds who are just crushing it. I'm just a weird 26-year-old who likes gambling and taking Twitter <laughs> videos off my TV. So, you know, I have my own corner. If you want to come join me, come join me. We are all Love in. It. Before you know it, Pete's going to be boxing Logan Paul. Guys, it has been a pleasure. <laughs> we will see y'all coming up. And like I said, give Pete a follow. Follow all of his TikToks. I'm sure you'll do some dances, too, for us. Pete, we will see you, hopefully, at training camp. Question mark? Training camp, yes. If not... Atlanta for sure. This has been fun. Thank you for having me. You guys are great. And congrats on your success. And I hope you keep succeeding in the future. Thanks. You too, sir. We will see y'all later. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast. Too soon. Living life, no feelings, no rules. I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'm a hop in this point and like a fool. I've been ungrateful, I'm thankful. I've been ungrateful. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.